It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, T-minus what to the Super Bowl now? We got a 6.30 kickoff, right? You got a, you got every bit of three. You got nine and a half hours plus two days. I'm going to say that's a 48 plus and a nine and a half, and that's every bit of 57 and a half hours to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you got to get ready to get crispy, though, for the Super Bowl. You got to be right. What you doing, Key? You going to a party? Are you throwing a party? Yeah, I'm having a, I'm having a little little get-together, so to speak. Shindig. What, what's, what's that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, there'll be a few people there. Let's just put it that way. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, Friday. So I got to get ready, though. I can't. You gotta get my hair cut. You know, I got the grays coming on the side. I want to make sure my hairline is nice and tight, cause Sunday will be here before you know it. You know, I don't want to be looking like that little kid from high school, Jay, that you continue to make fun of. <laughs> I wasn't. I said I highlight the fact that little kid from high school that pic you sent me the other day. The hairline, it, it's exactly the same. It's the same thing. So, well, of course, I think know, we all look the same, right, yeah. Max? Don't you know you what, look the same? You know, you know, it's not the same thing. The, the, just because you're in the Hall of Fame doesn't make you the same thing as someone else who's in the Hall of Fame, right? There are some dudes in the Hall of Fame who were different. You talk about shutdown corners. Really, how many have there been in history? We're going to talk to one right now. Champ Bailey, Pro Football Hall of Famer, 12-time Pro Bowler, but here's the number to me, seven-time All-Pro at that position. Hey, Champ, how are you? Doing great, Max. How you doing? What's up, Champy? What's up, Champ? How you doing, Key Jay? Good morning, Jeff. What'd you think when you heard Sean Payton was going to coach the Broncos? Well, ironically, that was my last stop before I decided to hang up my cleats in New Orleans. Um, I didn't make the team, but <laughs> you know, I got a little insight on what Sean Payton's like. Well, tell you what, they got a very experienced coach, a coach that's got a winning tradition. I mean, he's definitely going to change the culture around there and get things back on track. One thing I know for sure, he is a very demanding individual. So if you don't do right, you won't stay in the building. You know that organization pretty well, and you dialed in there. How big of a culture shock, though, do you think is going to be for some of the players? I'm not just going to single out Russell Wilson because I'm not. I'm sure Russell Wilson wasn't the only one doing his own thing, but just in general within that building. Well, you know, I, I can't say what – what Russell did, you know, changed anything. You know, I just feel like he was tr- he thought he was doing what was right for him and and his play. But, you know, I, when I look at Denver in, in hindsight after leaving there after all those years, it's not going to take much. I mean, it's a it's a great organization. I think what's different is you have different owners. So, understanding what leadership looks like is is far from my knowledge right I I haven't been in that building with these new owners and how they run things I don't know all I know is if they give Sean Payton the power to do what he does I mean winning should come back to the forefront very quickly 
Champ, before, I just wrote down what you said about Sean Payton. You said he's very demanding, and if you don't do it right, you won't stay in the building. Can you give us any examples of people that you saw throughout your career that you saw made didn't do it right where you're like, eh, that did, yeah. Oh, my God. It happens all the time, <laughs> That is uh, That's something that's always been prevalent in pro sports. I mean, you, you get into the building and you realize, man, Nobody's playing around. You got grown men with kids and families that they got to take care of. And if you don't act like a pro, you won't continue being one. And I've seen it throughout my whole career. You know, guys come in, they're just lazy. They think their athleticism gets them where they need to be, not accountable, showing up late. Many, many examples, Jay. Who do you think going to win the Super Bowl between Kansas City and, and uh, Philadelphia, champ? <laughs> I like Philly. I mean, how do you bet against them right now? I mean, yeah, the MVP's on the other side, but it's something about that team. I mean, the, the thing that, that gets me is I don't know a lot of these guys personally, but I look at Kansas City, I know a lot of those guys. Hmm. So that just tells me collectively, man, they're doing something right because they don't just have a bunch of stars, you know, at least a few stars. KC has some historic players on their team. Everybody in Philly's trying to make a name for themselves, and – you know, outside of Fletcher Cox it's, it's, and Lane Johnson, there's a bunch of guys that are just scrapping for it. And, I, and that's that's why I don't see them lose. Yeah, they've pretty much since the offseason, they look to me like the best team, at least in the NFC on paper, on both sides of the ball. And if anything, they exceeded expectations. And with Jalen, it hurts in the game now when he started, including the playoffs, 16-1. and one, And they're beating the brakes off of teams in these playoffs. Champ, tell us why you're here today. Well, I'm here to talk about a company I work with, TrueLeaf. Um, you know, TrueLeaf Corporate is a multi-state operator, but, you know, recently I was brought onto the team to be part owner and chief diversity officer in Georgia, you know, since they were awarded a license. And I got to tell you, man, one, one thing about sports is the longevity and life after you want to have better options as, as far as taking care of yourself, even while you're playing. And that's why I wanted to team up with a medical cannabis company. The opportunity presented itself, but, you know, since I retired, I'm also a businessman now. So being able to be a part of the business and actually bring a new product to the market or help bring a new product to the market, I'm all about it. And also being in a position to help others like me that want to get into business, that, that come up on these barriers constantly trying to get in. It's either too high, not the right opportunity. You know, it, it's one of those things where if we don't bring ourselves in and people like us, we'll be left out looking on the outside looking in, and I just can't have it. Champ Bailey, ladies and gentlemen, Pro Football Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Pro, and a, a real Hall of Famer. Not a guy who gets in by the skin of his teeth. Should he get in? Should he not? <laughs> Champ Bailey, in. Thank you, Champ. Appreciate it. Congrats on everything, Champ. Thanks, guys. Man. Yeah, Always good. Always good. So uh, you guys want to take some phone calls? Let's do it, man. You want to take some phone calls? People have things to say. 888-SAY-ESPN. Desmond in South Carolina. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Every morning, huge fan. But I just wanted to call and get my input on uh, Pat Mahomes and uh, Jordan comparison. I just think Pat has had a better start than what Jordan did since Jordan, uh, his first four years, couldn't make it out the first round. So I think if we're going off of that and little stuff of that magnitude, then with Pat doing the off script plays and the 
throwing with the offhand. I think Pat has a chance to eclipse that. So um, I think we need to be a little more honest instead of, you know, in hindsight looking at it like, oh, well, MJ is this now. But at the time, like I said, <clears throat> I don't think, like I said, it came from two different, it's two different eras. So Pat playing against Tom and Aaron Rodgers and all these other great quarterbacks when MJ came in, you know, Larry and Magic had just saved the lead. So I think we just got to add more context to it. Yeah, I, I get it. One thing I'll say about Jordan is as soon as he got a single other all-star, he just crushed everybody. He wasn't playing with anybody at first. And Mahomes had Andy Reid and he had, you know, Travis Kelsey. And Mahomes was in a better situation. But I'm not comparing Mahomes favorably to Jordan. I'm just saying if he wins the Super Bowl – he is like it, we haven't had a Michael Jordan of football. That's just the nature of the sport. It's too interdependent on too many different guys, right? No one player can dominate like that. Or, given the situation, is Mahomes coming the closest to it the way he started his career, Key? I just – it's hard for me. Of, of, of his air, of a 10-year air for him, of decade, I would say, yeah, if you look at it that standpoint. But in terms of – Changing the game of football, the, the the swag, just everything that Jordan brought to basketball. Different. It's going to be very, very difficult for anybody to do that over a long period of stretch of time. There's no you might be able to do it in small an- bites, There's no but that's it. As a perfect analogy. I'm just limiting mine to saying that dude looks different. The numbers say he is different. The team's success backs that all up. And and that was from jump, right? That was Jordan. It but there's a lot. But I can point to a, different. But, different. but we could point to a lot of people from that standpoint. We could have pointed to Aaron Rodgers when he took over yeah, for yeah. when he took over for Brett Favre. He looked different. Yep. He numbers showed he was different. He won a Super Bowl. All, all that sort of and stuff. And if he got back and won another one at that moment in time, you might have said, "Hey, is he the Michael Jordan of football?" And then the answer could wind up being no. But, but at least you can ask the question. But they, no, I'm, it, you can ask all the questions of the world. Coach Dalvo hey. Sweeney deemed Deshaun Watson as Michael Jordan when he came out of Clemson. He's yeah. like Michael Jordan. Jaylen now you got Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Like, He's like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like that doesn't know. And then you have Let's Max just Kellerman. Stop that. All right, Jake in Georgia. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, yeah, how's it going? I just want to say I'm a big fan. Listen every morning. But the uh, point I want to get to is Max tried to say that Babe Ruth was the best baseball player ever uh, in any era. Well, he just never played anybody of any, of any color whatsoever. So that's a huge asterisk in my book. I agree. I agree. If you don't have an integrated league, you get a big but, discount. No question. Right. But, but wasn't so. Babe Ruth uh, – yeah, Max. Babe Ruth also was was you know the the research <laughs> allegedly oh, hey, the research hey. allegedly the research is saying that he might be a person right, may of have been. color. But but here's the other thing. By the, <laughs> the way, you see Babe wall, Ruth posing with black lane. kids back then for pictures, which a lot of people. But but here's the other thing about Babe Ruth. I give him the discount, even after the discount. Dude was the best hitter ever and the best pitcher of his era, and the best clutch pitcher of his era. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's his like, era, though. It's yeah, no, que- no question. You got to Everybody in certain eras, man. Jay, come on, man. You know how this goes. Yeah. Every yes. era, somebody is, who is different. Yep. You know? All right, coming up. What went into deciding to take the Broncos' job for Sean Payton? We're going to ask Sean Payton. ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? 
You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Champ Bailey, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Champ, what did you think when you heard Sean Payton was going to coach the Broncos? They got a very experienced coach, a coach that's got a winning tradition. I mean, he's definitely going to change the culture around there and get things back on track. Hey, girl, Mr. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We will be joined by Sean Payton in three and a half minutes. In the meantime, guys, Sean in Pennsylvania, not Sean Payton. He's a different Sean. He still has something to say to us. What is it, Sean? Hey, can you guys hear me? We got you. Hey, listen, I got a question, right? So there's two narratives I see about the Super Bowl going into the Super Bowl. The first narrative I see, and Keyshawn, you was in this game, Uh the Ra- when the Raiders played the Bucks in the Super Bowl in 2003, how everybody was so high on Rich Gannon that he won MVP and they was hyping up the Raiders and all of a sudden they got punched in the mouth. And I also say the same thing for uh, the, the, the um, Super Bowl going into um, Denver and Seattle where everybody was so high on Peyton Manning. He won MVP and set all these records and then nobody saw Seattle coming. Do you see that same narrative with this Super Bowl, any of you guys? I don't think that the Philadelphia Eagles defense is nearly as good as the Legion of Boom and certainly not as good as the defense that I had with Simeon Rice and Derrick Brooks and the new Hall of Famer and Rondé Barber and Warren Sapp and and I could just go on and on and on, Dexter Jackson. I mean, we had Johnny Lynch, Brian Kelly. I mean, we just had such a a dominant defense that we was going, no matter what, we was going to come out of that thing with a W no matter who was that quarterback for the Raiders. And I think the same thing with Seattle. I know Peyton Manning was supposed to be the guy, but when you got the Legion of Boom back there and you got all what they had with Bobby Wagner and company, they was going to wind up losing that game. Just didn't think it would be in that embarrassing fashion, but they were going to lose. You know, I, I never thought the Raiders really had a chance against 
your Tampa Bay Bucks team key. I well, think we were young and inexperienced. But none I, of us I, had been I know. To a Super I remember Bowl, going into that you know. game. I'm like, has people been looking at this Bucks defense? It's one of the greatest of all time. I expected the Bucks to win. Here, I expect the Eagles to win. So I do see a parallel there. If people are looking at Mahomes because he because Gannon won MVP, well, but I, I'm looking at the Eagles guys. They are if they win this game by two scores, which I think is a distinct possibility. They're going to go down among the great teams of yeah, all time. Yeah, but that defense, that def- Eagles defense is not Seattle's defense, right. and it's not the Tampa Bay Bucks well, defense. Well, Keith, the, the pass rush is considered potentially maybe one of the best to ever do it statistically, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the Yeah, they got 70 defense. sacks on the season. Yeah, that's not the entire defense. But the, but the pass rush will be remembered. Yeah, agreed. It's not like they don't have corners. They do. The pickup of yeah, Bradbury is laying together. Get, if they can get to – Patrick Mahomes and harass him and get him off his mark, then maybe that is a plus. But again, when you start talking about historical defenses up against those MVP quarterbacks, those two defenses in Seattle and Tampa Bay was different. These are cool. The sacks are cool. They throw the ball more. So the opportunities, you get more opportunities to get the quarterback. So it's a little bit different. I agree. But here's the thing about this team. They have a ferocious defense, even if it's not Tampa Bay Bucks or, or Baltimore Ravens at their best type of defense, right? But it's a real, real good defense. And on top of that, they got a real tough offense. I, I can they bet got a quarterback you, who's dynamic, who can throw. Can I, I will run, bet you my left arm receivers. because my right is already gone from betting it too much. Yeah, you keep giving it away. That run. Hassan Reddick will not be matched up on a tight end where he could just push and bully the tight end around and go get the quarterback. I, I can promise you Eric B. and Andy Reid's not doing that. Key, considering how the offense has, has, the offense has changed. Speaking to the mic, Jay. Yeah, considering I am. Considering how much the offenses have has changed, right, with how much yeah. you drop back and throw the ball more now, do you think your defense with Tampa Bay would still be as dominant against this new style of offense and this, this new style of quarterback? Yeah, because one of the things that you have to remember is there were passing teams in the NFL, like the Minnesota Vikings with Andy Reid and Jake. I mean, Jake Reid and, and, and Chris Carter and Randy Moss. And my defense took care of business against them. Or there was the, the St. Louis Rams at the time, the greatest show on turf. Ask them dudes how they felt with getting tackled and hit by Derrick Brooks and put on the ground. So, you know, and our pass rush was crazy. Like, we had seven dudes. Man, we got like one, two, three, four. Five Hall of Famers mm. on that defense, and I think a six coming at some point with Simeon Rice. So linebackers who went sideline to sideline, guys coming yeah. off the edge, the Different. whole thing. Uh, Different. I, I'll say this, Jay. I don't like when people ask that. How would the Bulls team do against the KD Warriors? To me, like that Bucks team. The reason this is why I say greatness is about your era, how you did against your era, your contemporaries. That Bucks defense was designed for that NFL. Of Given the success of it, I have to imagine if that Bucks team was around today, they'd have designed the defense for this F- NFL. Wouldn't have been exactly the same, but it'd probably be as effective because they were good enough to put that together. Like you know everybody I mean? on our defense can run. Even the fat dudes, the Booker McFarlands, and the, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, they, could, and they, Sim- they can run, man. Yeah. Simi- I mean, and Warren Sapnum for big dudes with 300-pounders. Man, they ran like little guys. That's why Mike Vick was beating the entire league. He had seven or eight straight wins, and then he ran into, into you guys. Up, oh, look who's here. None other than Sean Payton, who is now the Broncos head coach, Super Bowl champion, 2006 AP Coach of the Year. Morning, Coach. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well, Sean. Doing well. 
Key. Yo, what's up, man? Keyshawn Johnson, man. It's good talking to you. Um, you guys are first up this morning. I got my nitro cold brew going. <laughs> the best. <laughs> well, I would assume Getting that you probably. caffeine in me. I would assume you probably need it over the last couple of weeks of your life, right? I mean, you've had to make some decisions yeah. and go and flying all over the place and putting staffs together and evaluating talent and everything. What yeah. what made you, Sean, when you looked at this Bronco job and you interviewed for several other, what made you accept the Broncos opposed to saying, you know what, I'm going to wait this out one more year and see what comes available? Yeah. Well, good question because, and you know this, <clears throat> there were five jobs this year, which is – which is really um, less than the average. I mean, generally speaking, there's about seven a year. Um, but I, I would say there was one thing, and all along, uh, you know, just paying attention to this, it, it wasn't player-driven. It wasn't region-driven. It was ownership. The ownership group was fantastic. The general manager, I've gotten to know uh, George Payton, and then, and then it was an important football town. Like that triangle, and starting with the right ownership group. Because look, there are, and you know this, a number of these jobs where it's hard to win every Sunday. It's hard to win if everything is in line. But there are a ton of these jobs that it's impossible to win if if the things aren't in line between ownership, front office, and head coach. So the triangle there is what I value most. And, you know, meeting Greg Penner, uh, you know, his wife Carrie, and then Condi Rice was fantastic. I mean, Condoleezza's father was an offensive lineman and coach as well. And so when you start looking at not just their resources, because everyone points to, you know, their money. It, it's not it's, – all these owners have money. It, it's really about – how they view their role as an owner and what do you need coach to be better? Um, he asked me an interesting question on the interview. Greg did. He said, what don't you need from me? Hmm. And I said, well, I started thinking about like, what don't I need? I said, (laughs) a lot of times I hear these stories on Monday where the head coach is sitting down with the owner, trying to explain what he's doing. And the owner's looking at it and, and that's a start. You know, that, that's the start of something that you know is dysfunctional. And he said, last, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is watch film with you on Monday. He goes, I'm the CEO of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, so he, so some, someone like me, I'm watching from a distance. Looks like Russell Wilson's really good with, you know, um, Pete Carroll. And then he leaves and he goes to Denver. It does not look the same. And with a guy who uses the people call it escapability as part of the whole package, people say, oh, is he missing half a step? Is he losing? What's going on? Then I see Sean Payton. You can say what you want about the triangle, and I get it. It's point well taken. But I see Sean Payton says, yep, I'll take that job. And to me, from where I'm sitting, yeah. I go, oh, that's, a, that's an endorsement of Russell Wilson. Sean Payton believes. Yeah, it absolutely is. Okay, t- please tell me about that. Well, look, when you have a 5 and 12 season, there there's dirt on a lot of hands. So, certainly the quarterback and the head coach draw the most those are the most visible guys. Those are the two two people in leadership roles 
But man, if you if you look at everyone's fingernails, there's a lot of dirt on them. And so what I mean by that is they're shared uh, things that they didn't do well organizationally. And so, you know, they didn't play well enough up front in the offensive line. They hung in there defensively. I mean, they when you look at this team, they played pretty good defense considering their offense wasn't on the field like you'd want. Uh, they, they didn't run the ball like you'd want. But, yeah, I mean – I think there's certain things formula-wise when you watch. It, it, the, the number one thing, Keyshawn, you know this, the number one, two allies for good quarterback play are good defense and a good running game. Yes. That takes the pressure off, right? And so if you don't have a good defense or if you don't have a good running game, the quarterback climbs up to the high dive, and then and, and he's got to be better. And any of these quarterbacks, I, you know, you – I don't care. I mean, look, this kid in Kansas City is fantastic, but he starts getting that deep coverage umbrella. You know, he's going to have to utilize a running game, things to keep the defense off balance. And I felt like with Russell, that's certainly the case. If we looked at their Seattle formula, they played good defense. The running game wasn't always as good year to year, but they were committed to the running game with him. And then you got all the movement throws. You got all the different things he did. And so, to, to your question, I think there were a lot of things that club didn't do well last year. And so, look, does Russell catch the brunt of that? Sure, that's part of the deal. But, um, but that's 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 what we're going to get corrected. Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, uh, Coach Payton. I've heard this from guys like Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, Coach K. Um, and I'm curious your answer to this. What are the principles um, that you need to establish, the Sean Payton principles that you need to establish with the Broncos in order to have a a locker room and a culture that is conducive to winning? Yeah, I I think they're – you hear them all the time. They're simple ones, and yet um, I think they they hold the test of time. I mean, number one, I I think uh, as coaches we've got to be – Good communicators, passionate, and and we got to care about our players. And so, you start with trust, and you build that up um, with uh, individual position groups. You build it up, head coach through the team, and then accountability. Um, look, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do things a certain way. It's not gonna be easy, and you know what? It's not for everyone. Hmm. You know, it's not for everyone, but. Uh, but you start with that passion for what we do, preparation, and then, uh, you know, that, that trust the players have that, that beyond football you care about them. I mean, look, Keyshawn played for Bill at two different places, Parcells, and I had a chance to coach underneath Bill for three years. And the single most gratifying part of this business is to see the relationships now when Keyshawn would pick the phone up and talk to him or, you know, because you knew it was more than just football. He cared about you, and and I think that that's that's part of teaching. And so, uh, um, you know, I don't have this triangle when you enter the building of here are the three. You know, they're very simple. You know, we're, we're going to work at this. We're going to be we're going to be direct and honest, and and we're not going to be afraid of confrontation. Um, 
But because of it, though, we're going to be better as a team. And then we start looking for like-minded people. That That's the number one thing, really. you It's the ingredients you bring into the building. And pretty soon in New Orleans, you know, I'd ask this question in the draft room. Is this player going to be welcome in the locker room? Because pretty soon when you get that culture, you have a responsibility to the culture when you bring new new people in. Like, is this someone that's going to fit in our locker room? Or am I going to hear from Breeze or one of these players like, what were you thinking, you know, drafting this guy? And I think that's important. Sean, Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning coach. Go ahead, Key. Well, Sean, I want to ask you a real quick question before we let you go. You're, you're moving into a totally new situation. Everybody doesn't know your dynamics in that building. They're walking on eggshells right now. Are you going to, and this is not to poach anybody or anything or get controversy going, but are you going to look to bring in some of your former teammates so they could, or some of your former players that become available so they could kind of teach the culture in which Sean Payton is looking for? Guys that can help you win. Absolutely. Though. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it, it, it's, you're not just looking to bring, bring in former players that you're looking to bring in former players that still have gas in the tank. Absolutely. And so I, I, I was at this wheels up dinner last night. It, wasn't, it was more of a dinner and they were talking about the game and the game. And then I, I said in the room, I said, raise your hand if you're a current player in this NFL. And about, man, there's 23 hands went up. I just kind of looked around and said, I just got to figure out where you're at because I'm going to come over there and tamper with every one of you. <laughs> hey, sh- uh, but coach- to your question, Keyshawn, no, to your question, no. Latavius Murray, for instance, has played for me, and he's on this roster. They're – there are certain guys that can move, can move the room, and and they they could be offensive linemen, they could be defensive backs, whatever guys that have been in your program and they've seen the benefits of it, so they become internal salesmen. Like, man, what do you see how this thing unfolds? We're gonna have this, this, like, there, there's we're always selling our program, we're selling our offense, and so I, I think that's critical and. So, look, I'll pay close attention to who the free agents coming out of New Orleans are because I was there 16 years. And, and and I'll have a handful of coaches that have had that exposure with our program in New Orleans and then a number of coaches, probably two-thirds of the coaches, I'll be working with for the first time. I'm ready to go, though. I just need to lose a little weight. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Hey, yeah. listen, you want to know something, though? Here's how, I, here's how you and I know we're getting old. Mo Carthon's son's the GM of the Tennessee Titans. I know. I know. Huh? <laughs> I know. Coach, tell us why you're joining us today. Well, I work with a company called Zebra, and it's an easy job for me because they work with the NFL. Um, so all the player tracking. You know, when, when we see today's fastest player ran 21 miles an hour, they've they got these little tiny chips in their shoulder pads. They're easy just to measure speed, where the ball is. They actually have them in the football, and we use them. My first exposure to Zebra was tracking player movement during training camp. Because we, look, back in the day, and Keyshawn, you know this, we used to say, hey, we're going to dial it down today. Well, what did that mean? We just, well, we were going to have less, less periods of practice. and So I'm able to just get a report that just tells me, hey, the average practice in training camp, a receiver will run six miles. Now, 
that's the minute he walks onto that field, it starts tracking. So stretch, warm up, routes on air, the offensive lineman about two and a half miles. But my first year doing this, getting these results after practices and looking at it, there would be these outliers like Brandon Cooks kept Brandon Cooks was at eight, eight point two, eight point four, and I'm like I'm trying to reduce soft tissue injuries and now I have kind of a way to just look at it tangibly, you know. Now the O linemen know that these trackers are on. So you go out to practice and these guys are walking in circles to make sure they meet their quota. <laughs> but it it's it's a simple product. Here's how we all know what zebra is. Every time we go to a store and you buy orange juice or bread and you scan it, that's that barcode. That's the company. That's Zebra. And so once a year, I do the rounds here, and, and I've been working with them now for, shoot, like six years. Um, but they're tied to the NFL. Uh, th- those chips in the footballs eventually, when they cross the goal line, we're going to see a light go up. And then the officials are going to be able to look at a better angle and see if the knee's down or not. You know, like the NBA puts a light on the backboard when the clocks go to 0-0 and you can see if the ball is out of the player's hands or not on his jump shot. We're going to be doing that in the future. When you think about this. When we punt the ball and it goes out of bounds in the air and randomly the official just starts walking up the sidelines until the the referee says, stop right there. Like, how accurate, how accurate do you think that is? <laughs> and they've got the technology to actually see where that ball crossed the plane, and uh, it's a good group to work with. Sean Payton, ladies and gentlemen, the AFC West, maybe it starts to live up to the potential we saw in it last year because it just got tougher, that's for sure. Thank you, Coach. I'll see you at minicamp. I'm All ready right, to go. All right. Hey, I look forward to it, man. Uh, and, hey, I'm keeping track of your your nephew. Hey, 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 Sean, 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 Sean. I just said all I said was I'm keeping track of him. That's all I said. <laughs> don't, but don't do that. Don't, because it, oh, God. Enjoy the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited 
to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Remember that, Jay? <laughs> okay, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh. Well, we talked to some people today. Champ Bailey, Hall of Famer, Sean Payton. Brand new coach of the Broncos now, Super Bowl champ. And now, the greatest return specialist in the history of football, Devin Hester, four-time All-Pro. Devin, good morning. Okay, D. Hess. What's I, up, Keith? What's up, man? Man, cool. What's up, Jay Will? What's up, man? I see you with the tight lineup. I see you. Man, listen, it was it was ready for the uh, the owners yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. not to not to start right there, but okay, what you know, I'm sure it's not a great feeling. What, what it feel like, you know, you didn't get in. How frustrating is that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's always frustrating when you know. What I mean, you're in a situation and you uh, know what happened last year, uh, and then again this year, you know what I mean. When you have all, all high hopes. Uh, making the Hall of Fame and uh, not making it, you know, especially for players that that feel like they deserve it. Being, you know, certain players, you know, it's okay. All right, it is when when it comes, it comes. But when you feel like you should be in sooner than later, then it's it's frustrating. Of course, it is. But I can tell you this: you you're going to get in. It, it, it you as yeah. you know, at some point in time, mm-hmm. you're gonna get in because they have to put you in. I mean, I, I, I look at the Hall of Fame and I and I see people, you know, everybody does what they do in the league. And, and, and But in the end, when you look at some people that get in sometimes and you say to yourself, like, huh? Like, <laughs> no, nah, that yes. doesn't even make any sense. You make all the sense right. of the world. You'll get in, buddy. I wouldn't even worry about it at all because nobody did it the way you did it. And nobody has done it since you've done it the way you did it in the league and playing that. So let's get move on from talking about that and talk about the Chicago Bears and what's up for them with Justin Fields. Are they going to turn this thing around? Do you feel good about where they're at with Fields? I like Fields. Um, I just I just feel like you just have to add the pieces around them, man. Um, you have to put a, a, a nice receiving core in there with them to help them out. You know, you have some guys that's making some splashes here and there. But when you get a true dominant receiver in that, in that room – you know, it makes a big difference. You know, of course, you know what I mean, Keith, you can you can relate to this. When you have your, your number one receiver where you know he's that number one receiver and then you add a second and third strand receiver to that court, it makes it so much easier. You know what I mean? Right now they're trying to figure out their number one receiver. 
And by him doing that, it's, it, unfortunately, it's tough for him to be as a quarterback that you don't have that reliable, that go-to guy, third or fourth, where you know he's going to get that first down. Dehas, when, when you listen to Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, and you hear him talking, you see some of the moves he made, do you, do you trust him thus far with the keys to the car of the Bears? Uh, you know what I mean? It's, he's still young in the sense. He's still uh, new to the system. You know what I mean? With the Bears, you know, they're, they're trying to find an identity with, with a lot of missing puzzles that they have that they're trying to fill right now in the organization. Um, he's a young guy, you know. Um, the the era nowadays is what we can see into the NFL is everything is starting to be young, from the coaches to the GMs. Um, the only thing that may not be young, may not turn young is probably the owners. <laughs> but other than that, everything nowadays is trying to go to the younger age and era. So I feel like he it could take time. You know, I mean, everything takes time. Nothing happens right away all the time. It's always a process that that comes aboard. So I, I you can't really judge him right now because he's new into the system. He's new there, um, but. Sometimes you got to give a guy three, four years, man. Mm-hmm. Devin Hester, former NFL wide receiver turned specialist, one of the greatest to ever do it. Joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. They sit there with the number one overall pick, Devin. What should they do with that pick? You got to figure out what you're doing with your team first before you, you make that number one pick. As a quarterback, I hate to be in field situation because – after what you did this year, you know what I mean, with what you had and um, the excitement that you brought to the city, you know what I mean, as a player like him, when you bring that excitement to that city and the fans are uh, more leaning towards fan favor than him, you know what I mean, I hate to go on the season, go the end of the season, and, and it's a question whether or not you're going to get traded. And they, I feel like they need to go ahead and make a decision right now you know what I mean? Whether I'm going to keep Fields or I'm going to trade him, and then you go from there. You know, it's tough. I don't know what they're going to do in the draft, you know what I mean? But I feel bad for Fields, you know what I mean, as a quarterback going into the draft, knowing that, shoot, they might trade me during the draft. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, this, it, it's really going to be based off what they do with Fields because they trade Fields. Now you have to get a number one pick quarterback. You think that's a real possibility that they would look to move Justin Fields? I don't – me personally, I wouldn't do it. So, but at the end of the day, I'm not the gym. You know, I, I love what Phil's bringing to the game. I think nowadays teams that have quarterbacks like that are, are in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Teams with that caliber. Now you, you bring uh, A.J. Brown to the team. You bring uh, – I like this receiver from Cincinnati. Now they're thinking about picking up. Oh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, uh, yeah. T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins. Um, I feel like that's – who you should go after at the end of the day, T. Higgins would bring a favorite toward to Justin Field, man. Uh, somebody that he can rely on. And now you go on the draft and you go get another receiver. I, I feel like you spend you, you draft a receiver and you pick up T. Higgins. Devin Hester. Because at the end of the day, when you, when you see receiver, when you see this this game is turning to a passing league. And you gotta realize that with Fields, T. Higgins, and then you go get another number one draft pick receiver. Look at look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, their their strengths are the quarterback and receiving court. 
Devin Hester, former NFL wide receiver and, of course, of course return specialist extraordinaire, four-time All-Pro, eventual Hall of Famer. Won't be this year, but eventually. Keep your head up, dude. You Devin this, Hester, man. thank you for joining us, as always. Appreciate you, guys. All right, buddy. Hey, guys, we got about 30 seconds to make Super Bowl picks. Let me tell you, I like the Eagles. I think they do win by two scores. I think this is Two eight. scores? Yeah, I think, I think it's nine I'm taking the Eagles, points. man. It's easy for me. I'm taking the Eagles. What about you, Jay? I'm taking that. I'm taking that Patrick Mahomes too, man. Mm. Boo. That's good. It's good yeah. for you. It's good for me. Great. It's a pick. Eagles yes. Great. Now. It's a pick. It's a pick. Yeah. Philly's favored by a point and a half. See you guys on Monday. Jay, see you with the nachos, Happy pal. Super Bowl, everybody. We'll see you after the big game. Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern. Keyshawn, Wait, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.